The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and he stood in their midst and he said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord, and Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed upon them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the great advantages of the internet in my priesthood is that I can steal homilies from other priests. Oh, I would never do that, would I? Well, you get some wonderful ideas. And, you know, through this pandemic, I think all of us have been fed by different uh, YouTube homilies or podcasts or whatnot. But I found my inspiration today for Pentecost Sunday from the Office of Readings. It's one of the, the prayers that I pray, pray for you and pray for myself every day on Monday. And it was from a homily from the fourth century. And it was uh, written by Cyril of Jerusalem. So you can guess where Cyril was from. So St. Cyril of of Jerusalem, he was from the the fourth century. So around the time of St. Augustine, uh, around the time of as the, the Roman Empire was beginning to decline. Well, in explaining the Holy Spirit, St. Cyril used water, water as a metaphor. He reminded us of what Jesus said. Jesus said, and this was from John's gospel when he was speaking to the woman at the well, the water I will give will become in you a fountain of living water welling up to eternal life. So our Lord was using water as a metaphor, as an example um, of the Holy Spirit. And of course, in today's gospel, we hear about him sending forth the Holy Spirit upon his followers. Well, why did Cyril, why did Jesus use water as a metaphor of the grace of the Holy Spirit? Well, the obvious reason is that everything that's living, everything depends upon water. It gives life and it's necessary for life. It's the rainy season here in Kansas right now. So we know that water comes down from the sky as rain. And although it in itself, rainwater, is the same. Two molecules of hydrogen, one of oxygen. It's the same. It rains down upon all people exactly the same. But it produces different effects. So for instance... If you're an elm tree, or if you're a catfish, or if you're that mountain lion that seems to be traveling down our alleyways, all three depend upon water for life. And yet all three will use it in a different manner. Tree, the fish, the mountain lion, all dependent upon water 
and yet all, all of them use it differently. Water adapts itself to the needs of every creature. The Holy Spirit does the same thing. This is what the Holy Spirit does to all of us. The Holy Spirit is given to all of us and it adapts itself to the needs of every creature. We heard this in today's second reading especially. But St. Cyril wrote, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, makes one man a teacher of divine truth. It inspires another to prophecy. It gives another the power of casting out demons and it enables another to interpret Holy Scripture. The Holy Spirit's action is different in different people. But the Holy Spirit itself is always the same. And then he quotes Scripture. In each person, the Spirit reveals his presence in a particular way for the common good. So that's the first thing I want you to remember. And I want you to remember it when you go outside after Mass for our Pentecost celebration. Right out those doors after Mass. Do you like the way I slid that advertisement in there? So that'll be the first thing I'm going to ask you guys to talk about after Mass, is that we have the same Spirit, but different gifts or different manifestations of that same Spirit. So just think of the elm tree, think of the catfish, think of that cougar, that they all are given water, but they use it in different ways. Now the second thing I want you to think about, and I deviate from St. Cyril, and I make a metaphor of my own. See, I can come up occasionally with things my own self. All of us have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. All of us have been given the Holy Spirit, each and every one of us. And we may display it differently, but all of us have been given the Holy Spirit. Now, if we use water as that metaphor of the Holy Spirit, then I want you to look at these three vessels. First of all, look at the big baptismal font. This is where we do baptism, oftentimes of adults, by immersion. It's filled with water. Lots of water. Now look at the basin up here, this, this, this copper basin. It, too, is filled with water, a little bit less water. And finally, I have my, my sacred Tupperware. We don't have Tupperware parties anymore, do we? Oh, I just dated myself, didn't I? But nonetheless, so you see this little Tupperware. I'm going to now fill it with water. All three of these basins, all three of these containers are filled. You could say filled with the Holy Spirit. And yet, their capacity, the volume, the amount of water, the amount of the Holy Spirit is different in each one of them, isn't it? There's no doubt that all three are filled. And yet, they're all filled to a different capacity. Our job, our role here on earth is to enlarge our capacity to receive the Holy Spirit. To enlarge our capacity. How do we do this? Since God is spirit, God is love. 
God is love itself. Remember, I've preached about this. God is not that little old man in the sky. No, God is spirit. God is love itself. Then to increase our capacity of the Holy Spirit, then we need to increase our ability, our capacity to love. It's all about love. See, the Beatles were right. It's all about love. Our capacity to love. How do we go about doing that? Through our vocations. One of the, the wonderful things that I, uh, after 30 years of priesthood, I've watched so many of you enlarge in your capacity to love. So for instance, last night we had a couple here that was celebrating 50 years of marriage. Beside them were their children. Beside them was their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. When you see, and I just use this as an example, a young man who maybe is in high school, what does he normally think about? Well, more towards himself. Then that young man falls in love with a young lady, and suddenly his capacity to love is widened. Then they get married and they have a child. Suddenly, wow, does their capacity to love widen just incredibly. And then when that child gets married and has children, then they have grandchildren, it enlarges even more. This is what our vocations are about. I, as a celibate priest, I love in a different way. Instead of inclusively one single person, I love exclusively. I'm at the service of many, many people. So Father Capon would be a great example of a, a celibate lover a person who widened his ability to love, so much so that he gave his life out of love for others. All of us, St. John says, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. But not only should we love, but sometimes it's even more difficult we have to be willing to receive love. St. Peter wrote in his letter, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. It is very difficult, if not impossible, to love if you don't accept the fact, first of all, that you are loved. Celebrating Pentecost is a celebration that the Holy Spirit is present in everyone, all creatures, especially in human beings. We believe the sacredness of all life. Our goal is to enlarge in our capacity. So instead of being filled with self, we are filled with the love of God, the Holy Spirit.